it's a, it's a ill mind that's still time build and refine. Still getting mine in the nine at nine nine. <laughs> Touch the dial, you heard. What's up, everybody? DJ Geometrics here, and we're back on this Monday night, 9 p.m. I want to welcome everybody tuning in to the 9 at 9 DJ podcast, the online show with nine DJs on a roundtable panel discussing today's DJ topics. This show is brought to you by Beat Refinery DJ School at Bach to Rock. Learn how to mix, scratch, and make music by visiting beatrefinery.com. We have school locations nationwide. We're getting into episode number 13 tonight. So uh, we've learned that due to the pandemic, the most prestigious DJ battle in the whole world, the DMC, they'll be doing their whole DJ battle season. Everything from eliminations, nationals, and the world championships all will be held online for the first time ever starting September 7th, culminating on November 30th, where they will crown the new DMC world champion. So we have invited some of the best DMC DJ champions in the past decade to this panel tonight, and we'll get their insights on this unprecedented circumstance for the DMC world, as well as other DJ battles out there. But first, let me introduce the rest of my crew, my co-hosts. We got DJ As One. <laughs> what up? What up? What's up, guys? Next up, we have Sean J. Hey, yo, hey, yo. And finally, I'm going to pass the microphone off to Stylist Chris. Take it away. Uh. Yes, sir. What's up, fellas? Thank you guys so much for being here with us on this Monday night. We are excited to have some of the most decorated DMC champions, some of the greatest humans that I know on this panel. Some of them I've known since they were barely walking and they were (laughs) rolling it up into record stores with Big Brothers. So with that, we're gonna we're gonna just start to uh, get them involved in the show. We run them down in alphabetical order. First up, hailing from overseas, UK. He is the 2018 UK champion. Let's give it up for El Statico. Hey, yeah. Thank you, bro, for being here with us. Appreciate it. That's all right. Next up, Thank we you. have the 2014 U.S. Champion and 2014 World Online Champion. Let's give it up for DJ ID. The thunder and down under. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, next up, he is the 2014 World DMC Supremacy Champion. Let's give it up for IFTW. Oh. Raise the roof. What's up, brother? Thank you for being here. What up, what up, what up? Next up, he is the 2018 and 2019 USA champion. Let's give it up for DJ Throwdown. 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 Thank you, as always, for having me on here. Always a pleasure (laughs) to hang with you guys. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you. And last but certainly not least, he is 2011 through the 2015 Canadian champion, 2015 world champion, second time on the show now. Let's give it up for DJ Vect. (laughs) All right. Well, you guys, uh, we appreciate you so much for being here. Vect, you were on the show. Throwdown, you were on the show. And, of course, we have a, a champion you know, we didn't even say it, but, you know, as one, he's also a U.S. champion. So we got to give it up for our brother as one over there. We've got, we got several champions here. In our last episode, we had just kind of heard that DMC was going to be filming 
uh, online, most likely. They hadn't made an official announcement. So, but since our last episode, we have seen that this show is going all online. There won't be any live battle for the first time, as Gio was saying earlier. And um, so now that we've seen the format a little bit, um, we're going to talk about just really what that is all going to look like and entail. But before we do that, let's just kind of chop it up a little bit and uh, let's throw it over to IFTW first. Like, we want to know, how did you get into battling? What's your What was your first battle? Uh, I'm, I mean, I was a DJ since, like, 95. Um, I was just, like, DJing house. Um, and then I, I came across the DMC video, uh, the one where David uh, was doing, like, the head spinning stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. thought it was interesting. I was always very competitive and I was like, oh, man, you could do this, this type of stuff. And then uh, my first battle was in 2001. It was the L.A. DMC uh, regionals. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Two right days. right out. In- oh, yes. And that, was a, <laughs> that was a pretty heavy time, too. Two, oh, yeah, I got murdered, man. I, I, I did my prelim, and right after me, Kid Dragon goes on, and I was just like, woo. Yeah. I got it. I got, was I got some already out there here. that year? or What's up? Was Quicks already out in out in Cali around that time, or I didn't oh, meet Quicks and Dini until 2002. Whatever, but I, I think they were already there though. Okay, and Quicks and El, El Statico. How about you? When, when did you get into to battling, and what was your first battle? Uh, God, I think my first battle was DMC 2013. Uh, I think I did the supremacy category and. Just really, really underprepared and got sent packing in the first round. <laughs> but, um, off. Similar story yeah. for everybody, man. You got to start literally at the bottom yeah. and realize like how much work you got to do. Yeah, and, you know, it's though, funny. It's saying like, like, yeah, good. It didn't help the uh, the venue. They had they had like these subs underneath the stage, and uh, I think. Image, you was on about this when you was talking with John and Vex, where like he was saying it was skipping so bad, where they had to like they couldn't basically do the rounds, and it was like well, that's, that's what it was like. This yeah, this venue was completely notorious for it. But um, yeah, that was first battle, and just carried on and carried on really. Now, had you been playing um, in other venues like as a regular DJ at that point, or was it like basically uh, battling and then like into this club setting right out of the gate? Oh, I won't say clubs, like, <laughs> like more like shitty hip hop events where like you get twenty quid for fucking playing or whatever. But um, no, it was all right. Like uh, I'd say, I just went straight into battling really, and then got into playing out after that. Nice throwdown. What about you? You've been you're a local boy here to the DMV area. What was your first first battle? Well, so I'm from up here in like D.C., Northern Virginia, but I I went to school at VCU in Richmond. So I lived there for five years and that's where I kind of like cut my teeth, uh, probably coming up the way that Jordan did. You know, Jordan's like a huge hip hop head and I love that. You can see it in his sets. He's always like repping like proper head nod, boom bap shit. And uh, but I, I came up DJing for rap groups. That's like how I got into DJing. You know, I didn't even care about mixing or like party rocking like i just wanted i I was i fell in love with scratching because i I was a musician growing up and you know i would like dj college parties and i basically just play instrumentals for four hours and just like (laughs) scratch endlessly and my boys would be like yo this sounds so dope dog but like you know what are you doing you got to make the girls dance i'm like nah i'm not not about that and uh like playing for the dudes up against the wall I guess. I, don't know. I just, I, I uh, it took electronic music to to really show me like what mixing and and you know building sets is all about, you know <laughs> phrasing and all that good stuff. And I mean, but I I used to do battles around Richmond, you know, kind of like what Jordan was talking about. That you know they weren't like super epic battles. They were just sort of like local joints. And I won a few, but you know there wasn't like a whole lot of crazy competition like you get in a dmc arena and but you know i grew up on dmc much like all of us did here i'm sure and you know the thought of entering one was kind of scary and i guess i never got around to it and 
then I guess around in 2012, that was my first DMC. And, you know, I, I kind of had this thought, like, you know what, like the DJ landscape is changing so much so quickly. Like for all I know, DMC might not even be around for too much longer. So if I really, you know, pledge my allegiance to this culture and this art form, I might as well at least enter just pledge to allegiance to the hip hop. Yeah, there you go. And so I entered and, you know, this is, you know, the first few battles I ever did were on vinyl, but as Serato, you know, was allowed in the, in DMC, like that, it's such a game changer. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can use anything. Like you're not limited to just whatever records you happen to be able to find in the store. Like if you could pull stuff off of YouTube or you can like pull stuff out of your CD collection that never got pressed to vinyl or you could record yourself or whatever. So I was like, I need to make like the illest routine I could possibly make from the ground up. And I spent so much time working on this routine. I kind of ran out of time. Like the battle, you know, just came up real quick. And I was up the whole night before just like racing to edit stuff together. And I finished it like a couple hours before the battle. I didn't even have a chance to like actually run through the six minute, not once. And so I go to... (laughs) this DMC regional in DC, you know, Christy Z, like I saw her on <laughs> Scratch the Movie when I was in college and I was like, wait, 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 hold up. So the person that is responsible for holding up the institution of turntablism in America is a woman. Yo, I got to meet this chick. She's got to be the baddest chick on the face of the earth. Like I was so starstruck cause I like always wanted to meet this lady. And, uh, and so I'm in this battle, like I'm delirious cause I hadn't slept yet. And, like super nervous the room is packed full of my homies that came out to support and it was like a nightmare because i'm on this stage i didn't have like a rain 56 or anything like that i just had a serato box so i had to like plug that into the mixer i didn't even know how to use the 50 i'm sorry the 57 i never used one of those before and like it didn't work for whatever reason and christy z is on this stage like screaming at me in front of a whole room full of my, my people and uh putting the pressure you need to be ready next time you come putting up. that pressure on man it was like mortifying and i totally like completely sucked like i you know i slopped up my two minute didn't make it to the finals and i just like stormed out of there because i was so stressed out and like that like hurt that was like traumatizing you know but ever oh. since then like so I'm this met, was in uh, the digital age yeah so this was 2012 Your and first you age. know Wow. So I didn't even get to do the six minute that I worked so hard on. So I had it like locked and loaded for the next year. And I like, you know, I think Art, you beat me that year, but I got second. And, you know, so that wow. was. A, that, that all makes great. me feel really old. <laughs> well, you are. <laughs> Good to know. It's like, man, you man. killed it, bro. You, you put you kept me on my toes those years. As soon as you hit the scene in D.C., you kept me on my fucking toes, man. And um, and then and, and when you beat me. Um, I had to, you know, I think naturally, you know, it's like, damn, I can't believe it. But like, it, it was, it, I got over it real quick, man. And I was like, dude, that guy put in the work. Like, well, you, you saw, he saw a bar and he said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I got to jump over it. And you did it. So you, you've always been my muse, you know, locally. Like I'm all, I always tell people, I'm like, if I ever get my act together, I can only hope to have it like as one got it. Cause he's oh, always man. prepared. You know, he doesn't like drink or anything before the battle. He just like goes there like with the business mindset and like all right, since, all right. since, since when? Since when? Yeah, room you too. Since when? Seek and destroy, man. You just gotta no, go. It was really special destroy. to me when I finally beat your ass in the competition. I was like, Jeez. Yes. <laughs> and, and then, so when we we went to London together. Like that was really dope. So I was like, yo. What are the odds that out of all the, you know, 200 something people in America that competed, you know, the two guys repping for the U.S. are coming from the same area, same area from the same school. And and like it was a special moment, man. I I really think it was. Um, I'm glad we got to spend it together. (laughs) We were we were in the same Airbnb and everything. Our girls like it was cool, man. It was just to finish that thought. Now me and Christy Z are good friends. And it like means a lot to me because I looked up to her my whole life. And now, you know. I could text her and like you know we bust balls and all that. No worry, man. We'll send this episode. Love to you, Christy. Christy. <laughs> yeah. We'll make sure to highlight all the things that you misquote, <laughs> like you usually do. <laughs> if anybody wants to feel old, I can feel old now when I talk about Isaac and 
when hey, I ID first, ID. ID first time I old. he was how old were you at your first battle? Uh, I was about fourteen at the time. Yeah, when I I first battle to go go watch. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, I I think was that the year that you did the um the Venus. Was that in that routine? Oh uh, no, that, that was a couple years, a few, a few years later. But I, I, I didn't enter until the following year when I was fifteen. Bananarama routine was fire. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so what was your official first battle? Uh my official first battle was two thousand two DMC DC. Um, and, and, and I will say, like uh, Chris, followed by Gia. Well, Chris first. I would say Chris was friends with my older brother, who got me into DJing, and. Uh, Chris is probably probably one of the few people in the industry that Dave. has seen me throughout my whole entire DJ career. Followed by Geo, I actually met Geo like after, right after like nine eleven. Um, but yeah, I, I started uh, You're DJing. My coworker. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, I started DJing in ninety seven. My, my first exposure, my brother had a bootleg copy, VHS copy of the. Um, 94 U.S. Finals, and uh, that was the only, you know, exposure to turntablism that I ever had, and it was uh, Rada, uh, DJ Disc, uh, Babu, uh, Active, um, all, even, like, Active's mistakes in that battle, like, still, like, helped me out, like, so I, I learned so much from that, um, from that, that tape, and then followed, I think the next one I saw was probably uh, 98 U.S. Finals, which is the the Holy Grail of Holy Grail. U.S. Finals. But yeah, I, I probably spent the first you know three to four years just kind of studying and kind of learning, and then um, um, I think when I went to go see my first DMC 2001, um, Craze and the Scratch Perverts were on the judging panel, um, and I think that year, especially. Uh, Geo will remember, well, it was Geo and Chris, uh, that was the last regional of the year. So everyone who didn't make uh, U.S. finals, everyone was just basically scrambling to, to okay, we got to make it. So it ended up feeling like, not only with the crazy panel showcase-wise of, you know, Scratch Perverts and, um, and Craze, but you had, like, everyone in the top ten was just nasty. You had S-Hands, you had... Um, Gambit, you had Quicks, um, you had uh, Unknown, who, uh, uh, God, there's so many, there's so many people, but, um, Mysterio, was Mysterio, was it Mysterio in that one? Um, 2001, you said? Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but anyways, it was a legendary battle, went to that battle, and I was like, okay, this is, I had one turntable and a mixer at the time, even though my brother had decks, but I was still trying to get you know, my own, I was just using his at the same time, but then, yeah, the following year, I was like 2002, um, DMC, I, you know, this is, this is what I want to do, so yeah, 2002 was the first year I entered, um, my goal was to make top 10, made top 10, and yeah, I was cool with that. I feel like you got fourth, right? I can't remember exactly what you got. Uh, that year? I don't know. I, I, uh, <laughs> the year I, uh, I made top 10, Inferno won the regional, uh, Bree came in second, and Esquire, I think, came in third. Um, and, um, no, it was a good battle. I remember. No, Bree's first exposure to like the scene, uh, and he came. He that was another thing. Bree came out of came out roaring too, which which um, which I loved. So. Yeah, and speaking of roaring, I, I mean, I know we talked about last time on the last episode. Vect, you kind of came out um, roaring with your battle career, and I just, from the little I know of you, it seems like everything you you just decide to do, you just go to the top, whether it's playing some video games or playing <laughs> poker. It's just like, you know, whatever you set your mind to, you've got this innate ability to just master it. So when was, you, when was your official first battle? Um, my official first battle, well, firstly, I, I don't know. It doesn't actually feel like what you said um, where yeah it, it seems like it from the outside but yeah my first battle like i basically like i won the canadian final in 2011 but that was like the first time i ever 
even placed at a battle and i'd done i i did like uh wstc this online battle uh, yes. the month, it was all audio bet it was audio upload the audio in what 2006 uh we were, id myself and you were in that battle yeah that was like that was my first actual battle um and i was like like i was basically like two years in to uh to djing and stuff and then um I did a DMC regional that year and, and I got booed. Like actually, like somebody yelled at me, they called me a biter because I <laughs> like the, uh, I used like that year, uh, audio side by iMerge was like super popular. And like somebody super just- Super popular. Still dope. Somebody used the sample I used like in the routine before mine. Uh. And like I did I was like I, like I must have been I think I was 18 like I was still like in high school and I went to this battle and uh, I, I did yeah it was my first battle experience and someone was like you biter like as soon as I dropped that sample and it shook me for the whole battle um, I, I tried another regional 2007 and like still didn't do good um, but did didn't get booed um, but then like it was that battle when um like a when the Canadian champs um, Rock came up to me after, basically, and he, he I don't know he kind of like gave me this like pep talk type of thing. He's like, you know, like your scratching is like pretty good and stuff, but like, you know, you still need to like refine your stuff. So like, it, he basically told me to like not battle for a few years and like get better. <laughs> and he told me he oh, told wow. me the story about like he I don't know if it's true or, or what, but he basically talked about like he said um like i emerge had been like djing and and stuff for a long long time before he even entered a battle and then he went went entered itf scratch category and like won. he basically like waited until he was ready and then came back and yeah that he basically said that and then i didn't battle in 2008 9 or 10 and then oh. 2011 uh yeah i remember like when i entered the regional in 2011 i was like i was like I hope that I make like top five or something. And then like I won that battle and then I won the nationals and then my first world final was supremacy and I won that. But like, I didn't know that I was going to, <laughs> like, I was like, I hope I get top five in Hamilton. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's how, that's the rest is history. Yeah. I mean, you had, you had an insane run, man. You, most of you guys, I feel like I've seen battle for for a good part of your battle careers, at least. And, and like each one of you just have like a distinct style. And like when you were really battling, I it's like all all kind of the, the at least the hip hop elements, the culture has these these certain whether you're a b-boy or graffiti writer, MC, there's like these little pockets where you just kind of are flowing through your craft so easily. And um you know, definitely something we've seen from all of you guys. So big respects. Even even our boy Geometrics there, yeah. even though he's being quiet. You know, was, here's here, here's was, one, one thing I can connect with, connect the dots from everything that you guys just said. Everybody had a different year. They entered different reasons why, but there was always one underlining thing. They went to the battle and they saw these dudes that were doing it at a certain level. And they were, it was, it was a little frightening, you know. And and to hear guys that ID had to go up against, and you got even myself, like me coming up. I so I was nineteen twenty when I first met ID. I remember I went to his house. He opens the door, and there's a fourteen year old kid who's taller than me. And then he gets on the tables, and he's crushing it. I was like, dude, what am I doing, you know? But I came up under guys like Mike Bree, ID, Geo, Geometrics, Inferno, and and. And you need to have, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is a lot, of, a lot of guys nowadays are afraid to just enter because for whatever reason. Um, but I got to be honest, like none of us would be where we were at if we didn't just jump into the pool. Well, the let's talk about that. So let's let's look at DMC right now. They've, they've released, you know, um, everything they're saying. They're going to have the whole battle season online, you know, starting. Right. September seventh, they're gonna start doing the practice room, and then and then September sixteenth, I believe, is when each uh, country will start will be allowed to uh, you'll be able able to submit your elimination uh, routine. But 
do you guys think that's gonna this you know now that we don't have the crowd element you know that's what's most of the time like a lot of djs you know try and battle in dmc they're very intimidated because of the crowd as well and and they don't want to you know they don't want to fuck up like in front of like all these people that but do you guys think now that like especially you know with the online aspect is is it going to be like more djs coming out out of the woodworks to start competing I mean, have you guys been to battles uh, in the last couple of years <laughs> not that many people go to them <laughs> that, that's a dude and that's a thing i you know that DJ's that's a thing you can even watch video footage you know you watch like the the ni- late 90s the 90s the early 2000s battle footage and you can tell that there was a different energy in those rooms like 100% those people were fans of whatever at least of live shows or turntablism who really knows but the energy was there you know uh, one, one thing I'll, I'll say I, I hope this podcast will help people I think if we can leave this this episode with an understanding of or allow the other DJs to realize the pros and cons of what they're doing within this online f- format using Vect as an example he is a per- the perfect DJ right about now that if you show him to someone who isn't a DJ, they're like, wow, that's cool. That's dope. The right, sonic, right. Or, you know, it's yep. very musical and this and that, you know. And so I think we do have to go back to basics in a sense for everyone, you know, who's entering, you know. And hopefully maybe that's what will happen with the practice room, uh, given that, you know, constructive feedback. Um, but there, whether it be live or whether it be online, we need to stop catering to other DJs. Uh, and like Art was saying, with that late '90s, early 2000s footage, non-DJs could relate to that footage, you know. Versus now, it's 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 probably getting a little too technical, you know. And yeah, um, we more than ever like even thinking of the versus stuff with. You know, uh, DMX, Dog, and like we have to look at it outside of this whole framework of just get, like just musicality over everything. Musicality, 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 and I think that's um, that's going to be the deciding factor. I think with with a lot of things, and then once everyone's on that level, then we can start looking at the technical aspect and and so on. Wow. Yeah. I'm hopeful. Actually, I'm really glad you mentioned that in the context of the practice room, because what we're learning from this uh, latest release about the format and the practice room opening up uh, basically a week and some, a week and a couple of days before the first submissions. I'm hoping that DJs who've never entered DMC are going to say, all right, well, this is my opportunity to get feedback from my peers as opposed to I don't want anybody to bite my routine. And so I'm just not going to show up in, in the practice room because uh, all of the. You, uh video video cut ah uh, no uh, you, you can keep going uh, no, yeah just the, the idea that we as a dj community those bonds are really built by like cutting our teeth together and to really just tie in what id was saying that's the thing about the musicality we all share that perspective and hopefully djs aren't going to be intimidated and jump into the practice room so we can share that and exchange those ideas yeah totally like i i've i've been um like for over a year now i've done this like little series of battles called the battle for noob supremacy yeah. online and basically the whole plug it, plug it. yeah there's one going on the finals is tomorrow for the freestyle scratch edition of it but this is the fifth one i've done and basically like the whole point of it like there, it's twofold but could when, i could a guy like myself enter your battle no Damn. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell us why there's a Who's rule battle for there's a rule that says if you've ever um, won a national title, um, and your name has won, or competed at a worlds, like because some some guys just go straight to the worlds, like for IDA or something. Um, if you have ever done that, then you're not allowed in the battle because like the yeah the the point is 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 supposed to be like a stepping stone because I I remember like when I started battling like uh, as uh, some of you guys have said too like like jumping into dmc is kind of intimidating because you're just like it's like or like any major battle like it's like in wstc it's like uncut was in the first battle (laughs) oh yeah oh my god like no it's just like you didn't feel like like you even had a chance um and 
Um, yeah, so I want to make something that was sort of like, one, it was a bit of a stepping stone, but two, it's like the main point of it is feedback. Like I judge it live, like every final I judge live and I talk about why I'm picking each person. And when I like, I basically do it, and I whittle it down. So I keep cutting people as it goes and I tell them like why they're cut and what they can work on and stuff. Because like, I remember my first, if it wasn't for MROC coming to me after my, uh, like one, my third battle or something like the first few i didn't really know what to do like you enter the battle you lose you know you're not good enough to win but you don't know what to do or how to get better or anything yeah, right yeah so yeah. and it goes to like musicality like what id was saying like um in a lot of like you know in this like context i'm like in like the i've done the scratch battle and in both scratch battles i did in the final in the top three somebody was uh, like who was a good technical scratcher was doing something that was out of key like melodically and they're scratching a melody like a sax or something and it's not in key and I get to tell them like this is why you're getting cut because you can't do that and like anybody who's not a DJ is going to hear an out of key melody and it's not it doesn't sound good you know but if without that sort of like pl platform some people go like years and no one's ever told them that, you know, they just keep entering the battle and keep do making these mistakes, you know, the same mistakes. Yeah, exactly. That's a beautiful thing, man. Well, well you know, real quick about that. Like n nowadays, it's like, I think like for the scene, there's, there's a lack of like crews. Have you guys oh, know that? Yeah. Like, like, What's you know, up like me that? coming up with the troopers, you know, with I Isaac and I ID and Inferno, you know, that, that made us all like better. You know, I'm not same with like, you know, image with your crew. You know, I'm sure you know you guys. You know. Actually, I didn't get into the crew until way after, but it, I, I know what you're talking about. Like just the camaraderie of like having like people to practice with or show certain. But do you guys to... see see that kind of camaraderie nowadays? Oh, yeah. Well, with uh, like me, me and Brace like are like the fresher than like if it wasn't for teaming up with Brace. I would still, I would be one of the people who didn't know, like, if I was at a key and stuff like that. Was, because, like, Brace has, like, a, a crazy, crazy ear. Like, he's, like, uh, yeah. he basically, yeah. he won, like, the Canadian Juno, or, or like, it's, like, the Grammy, basically, for Best Instrumental Album one year. And, like, he's, like, a musician, like, not just, like, a, a DJ idiot, you know? Um, and no offense to DJ. DJ Ufus. I'm a DJ idiot. Uh, but uh, like he he basically like just like we'd be working on stuff and he, it was just him like over and over being like no that's out of key and then he'd fix it and then he's like okay that's better and then me being like hearing like the difference and being like oh that's what I actually wanted to do but I didn't know how to do it or like I didn't know why it sounded messed up you know but like it's like being just you know even though it's just us two like that, my me having a crew to that extent helped me so much. Like my, um, my like my DMC winning routine, online routine. There's so much about it that was like, like there's like three main parts in it that were the only way they work is if they're harmonically in key with what I'm doing, and that wouldn't have existed if I didn't get in a crew and learn that stuff and like develop my ear from working with somebody who was better than me. I, I also, I'll, I'll say too, like the, the, when I think of this generation's crews, I think of K Swizz and uh, Reyna, you know, like yeah, two young go. Like B. Silas. Yeah, that. And so when you see these kids that are literally light years ahead of everyone else, you have these grown men who are basically like, wow, that's cool, but what are y'all doing, you know? So they, those kids are the ones that have kind of. Shots fired. You know, it's, it's true though like, I wouldn't want to come back now you know like when I see them it's like I don't want to come back you know so <laughs> I can see how some of these guys are just like yeah probably turned off but then at the same time these kids have the clutch factor you know you, you we're looking at Dallas Mavericks basketball Luca this dude has the clutch yeah, factor Luca, you know? is crazy. you know and so some of these kids, some of these dudes Look, have it, and they just don't have it, you know? And so that's with, with the cool thing with DJ battling. Is, balls, by the way. It, it filters through 
the people who are really, really, like, really hardcore passionate about it, whether it be winning or whether it be, you know what, I just want to get together and make something cool and make something dope. Let me know what you think. I don't want to be surrounded by yes men. Just give me some constructive so feedback. Do, so do you guys think the practice room feature on, on DMC uh, site, is that going to help? Has this, so has so I, I guess if I could added? ask a question, I, I've been out of the loop with the whole yeah. battling thing. What is this practice room you're talking about? Um, from How September are they doing this? Seven to the 16th, they're opening up the site uh, where they're doing a practice room. You can basically upload a one-minute one routine. And it doesn't count for anything. It's just like you upload it and maybe and, – and, and the beauty of it is – I don't know. The beauty of it is you can get comment. You know, people can comment on it. And, and sort of like – now I'm thinking it's like maybe some of these DJs can, can, can upload their routines on there just to get input where they necessarily don't have that, you know, crew help or, you know, or being able to uh, find that peer to Thank help them out, you know. So I'm I'm guessing I'm I'm asking it's like, are, is that going to be a good feature to where everybody's going to use it? Like especially the new competitors and and, and is that going to is that going to work? You know, it sounds like the the people that that is going to directly benefit the most are the folks that are getting into DMC maybe for the first time mm -hmm. or the second time or whatever. The people that like me and Art at the school, you know, we get plenty of students you know over the years that are like oh i'm thinking about entering my first competition but i'm scared like i don't know what to do you know what i feel like backing out and we're like nah homie like just do it like literally the best thing also you practicing why i see are you coming here to practice with us it's like instead of coming it, up with excuses week after week yeah is to utilize the skills you're learning when you, know. you enter and you just close your eyes and you dive in and hope that it'll be all right when you come out the other end and you realize like you go through the, the pressure and the anxiety and you do your thing on stage, regardless of how it went, once it's over, you're like, oh, that, that really wasn't so bad. And you're like invigorated because you finally like did it. And people are like, yo, that was dope. I really like you did this, 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 you know, you could work on this, whatever you're you're surrounded by your peers. They're all there for the same reason. We're coming out to support, you know, a culture and a craft that we believe in. And you find the camaraderie that you guys are talking about that maybe you never had before from outside the battle circuit. You got to just go and do it. And so maybe, I don't know about you, but if I was going to enter DMC online in four weeks, like I wouldn't be airing out any of my material. You got to keep that, that secret, like... You know, it's okay, like so thrones, like, yeah. it's kind of what we're talking about. So like DMC is yeah, notorious or the style of the DMC battle is notorious for that old school mentality of hip hop where it's like cover my records, cover the labels. I don't want you to know what records are, what routines and all that. How, 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 how has that in the Internet age playing for, for us as DMC dudes? Is it helping us? Is it hurting us? Like. It's really just a DMC style mentality I'm realizing in maybe, may, I don't know, maybe in Red Bull 2 people aren't showing everything, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the, only the DMC doesn't allow you to film at a live battle. We're still, that, that, they're that's, still that's doing that's here, though, out now. That's here in the U.S. That's what, just what, in the U.S. What'd you say, um, Sadako? I said they've, uh, they've changed out of the world uh, since 2018. I know um, prior to that, they would kick you out if you were filming right but so now you're out. allowed to at the worlds yeah because they're yeah, yeah. they're live streaming it anyway so they don't oh, care anymore. right but okay. the reason like christy was always so protective of people you know absolutely under no circumstances filming sure. at a at a battle that is at a about. level prior to the worlds is because god forbid some careless you know event you know spectator films it posts it online all of a sudden, all the competitors that you might be facing if you advance, they just seen your stuff that you spent a lot of time putting yeah. together. And so, it, it makes it not an even playing field. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm yeah, curious so I about... About I was, I was, I was hoping way. we were going to talk about this at some point, like the fact that this DMC battle has a four-minute routine, right? Like for the, for the national... The national. national That's cool. That, of course, we're all like, whew, thank God. Wait a minute. What's the catch? I'm wondering if, let's say, you go to nationals and you win, 
your video was available for all the eyeballs on the planet. So if you make it to like worlds, do you have to come up with even more material? Because people already saw what you did. But wasn't that how it was before though? Like you no. would have a US set and then you would t take little pieces of that and then create another set for worlds. But it's not, it's not, it's, it's different from like now. Cause like everybody sees it like right away. It's like instant, you know, it's, it's online. It's, it's, you know, then. But let's say all right, you got to you got to wait for the for either the YouTube video to to be uploaded or or the DVD back then. I, I think it comes down to strategy and it comes down to like however you want to go about it. You can go about it. You could play possum and then, you know, roll the dice and then hope that, OK, I'm just going to come with fire in that four minute or you know six minutes but regardless the, the world finals it's still the same it's a six minute routine still six minutes yeah, yeah. Two minute how far apart is the world finals from that national the two yeah. months for a month and a half or something September. Yeah. Was it? yeah i know so i can give you guys the rundown really quickly it's not enough time really really quickly the the you have to upload you can start uploading your um national championship video on september 16th and then and that's a that's a two minute two minute elimination from which those will all be judged um to get the top 12 and then unless another country if a country doesn't have let's enough, not say like what what how many djs are in the uh, are going to be in the final because we don't know that true and then, but there are no regionals and no rounds from Christy. She told me in, um, that we could say that there, this is it. Like this year, you got to, if, if the U.S. has 50 people that want to be in the, the U.S. final, you got to upload one two-minute routine, no matter who you are. And there wow. isn't any, like if you didn't make it this round, there's a next round of it. It's, it's, cut, it's cut right to that. One elimination round. One how, elimination. How many are they looking so for? One prelim. Oh. We, we don't know. We don't know. No, no. Christy, Christy did say for the U.S. there will be 12. Can't speak on any other country, but in the U.S. there will be 12. Go, go, um, going, back to, sorry, going back to how it was like 15, 20 years ago when the, the quality of talent was super, super high, that's how many people were showing up to the regionals. You know, 40 oh, yeah. There was one year where we had 56. There's like 50, I battled that year. That was my first year like battling, 2002 at Nations. I walked in and it was a hot summer we were sweaty and there was a rack of dudes in there ready to battle and i had to watch all these dudes do elims and i was like oh my god like this it was is it was crazy whatever i had i was like oh boy dude 2000 2003 la regionals i think we had like 63 <laughs> in the prelims <laughs> no everybody oh, from because it was the last wow. one too so yeah when it's one of Mm -hmm. I've never, never heard of that many fucking in a regional, but I believe it because DC we had fifty six. Um, yeah, and that and was I, yeah, that was many years for like a that's there was like a whole streak of like where we have at least yeah. DJs every single year, you know. Well, and that goes back to what what you guys were talking about earlier, and just just from being a promoter of DMC competitions for as many years as I have, I've watched the the way that. Um, all the elements of hip hop were were more popular for their battle side of their of their elements around that time. The the MC battles were crazy, like you know the b boy battles were crazy. Mm -hmm. There was there was a certain even they were, remember the shoe battles. Dudes used to there was a, such a hype to the shoe battles. Guys were going in with with sixteen pairs of sneakers, going through these gauntlets of battling people on on shoes the fashion of hip-hop was everything was on a on a battle mentality f for a while and and not just the competitors but people that were actually uh consuming that art there were that's why you could go to these these dj battles and it wouldn't just be a bunch of like at least in the dc ones there wouldn't just be a bunch of dudes it would be lots of girls like, like people were into the culture and you were like wow this is this is incredible you have you know, we, we one of ours. We had you know Rock Raider and High and Mighty do the do the showcases. It was we would always plug in a hip hop band with with the with the showcases because it was the culture was was so still connected in in that sense and and you would see a lot more of of that excitement and then you know 
props to DMC for being able to last through all this because it was definitely yeah. the turns and the downs and and like also props to any DJ that's ever stepped foot on a stage to battle. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you got last place. There's plenty of DJs that make a career DJing that would never attempt to do any of that. And it goes back to what Vec was saying before that I thought was poignant with where it's like if you don't win then where do you fall and all that and where you fall is you fall in love with the culture and, and the art of actually performing wow being that on a t-shirt in it. man <laughs> you're the man <laughs> once again style is chris for president man like oh <laughs> well i mean it's Zone. but it's 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 definitely you know i mean as a i grew up battling b-boying and emceeing were the two things the two parts of the of the hip-hop art that i was comfortable battling in i was never comfortable enough to battle in in djing probably because i grew up with all you guys was like i already know that's just a waste of my time with these two it's like i'm gonna like, get smushed. Like ID, kids like id around yeah exactly but like but like even in an mc battle even if you know you're not gonna win when you just love to do what you you do it's it's not always about the winning it's it's about it's about showcasing your love of and that's the expression of it is the love of it and so are we are we gonna see? Are we gonna see that again? Are we gonna see a that love come back through this kind of new format? Even if it's just temporary in this of like guys being like, "Yo, this is kind of cool." It's new. I think it's the same way with how live streaming has reinvigorated a lot of DJs that were like kind of a little, you know, stagnant on it and like, "Whoa, now there's all this this new interaction and things I'm learning and going on." It's it's reinvigorated some of the guys. So, um, what, you know, what are you guys' thoughts on on the on the the world of limbs and and how they're getting there with the with this format. I think that it's the, the format it is basically it removes a factor but it adds a factor. It adds a question mark because we've never seen a four minute like every uh, national leads is led up to that point. But there's the battle mentality of stringing together a bunch of two minute routines to come up with a six minute right. So as opposed to having an opportunity to put your two minute out there in one city and then if you don't make the finals then you just drive 12 hours whatever to another city and do the same two minute or a different two minute and just try your chances now you get one two minute video is my understanding of what the criteria mm -hmm. is so well, everybody's just gonna like do their best like that's right. gonna be some sick two minutes it forces the bar to get national and, and, and the, the other thing too is uh what i think for the new djs that are coming up entering what people need to understand is even if this format, let's just say fast, uh, rewind back to like a month and a half ago when we didn't know what was happening with the DMC. If I was competing or whatever, I'm under the assumption that, okay, I would have spent the previous 10 to 11 months prepping for that six minute, you know? Um, so I think a six minute doesn't happen within just a couple months. It is a, a year long process, you know? So now, one would assume that the you know the heavy hitters that are entering would have a good solid six minute which you can kind of break down into that two four six right um, because there's going to be a lot of strength in that one thing for me um, in uh, image was there when we were at the world finals in 2014 I went in I don't know maybe I would just wasn't doing my research or I just had this old mentality I was like okay elims is three minutes you know because I've just been right stuck older footage and blah 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 and then I get there and you know image and because uh, you know I'm helping him with supremacy he's helping me with the uh, with the six minute and it's like oh, okay Elims is two minutes and I'm like oh they changed well, I, they changed I, it that year yeah, that, <laughs> just your luck I in London and it's like okay well now you got to do a two minute set you know so now I got 24 to 48 hours I think it was roughly uh, where I'm, because I'm going in, I'm like, okay, I'm heavy on the juggling tip, but, you know, I got some power cuts, but what do I do? What, what You know, now I'm just like, so it's, you know, spur of the moment situations like that that show or test my, you know, uh, character and who I am as a DJ to, do I really want this? Do I really want to, you know, dig deep? And then, and even rewind to just a few weeks prior that, you know, I had this, cool six minute and then i'm i'm sitting with geo and inferno and um oz and i think it was probably quicks was there prior too and they're just like now nah, go um go and and do uh i can't remember what y'all said but they were just like just kind of just ripped it apart weeks beforehand now I, right then and there i could be like well guys don't you understand that it's like the war finals is in a couple weeks or i could suck it up 
and take that constructive feedback and, and man up, you know, and just be like, you know what, I need to do this for them, you know, I want to do this for me, and then whatever muscle memory, whatever, you know, wake up at 8 a.m. till the VA, man, two up, two down. Like, I'm just going to get it done, you know, no excuses, you know, and so that's the, 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 feedback not just from image but like even just from my crew that i you know uh, appreciate and i think uh stories like this everyone has them and i think uh these up-and-comers really need to like understand that you know there's so much that you can learn from other people it it just comes down to putting your checking your ego at the door pride aside and just like let's just get it done Yes. So the big yes. advice for for anybody that's coming into the, like the the new DMC battle, man, just put something up on on practice room and just get some feedback right there. And there right? Uh, yeah, something ID said there that's super relatable is like uh, like 2015 uh, before the uh, before the DMC online final, like probably like I don't even know two two months out or six weeks out or something i had like my like basically my 2015 set that people have seen um except i didn't have uh the sega routine and i had my full clip beat juggle instead um and i sent it to dopey and dopey basically was like yeah i don't think like that's good enough like and you know the full clip uh isn't you know it's cool but the self is sort of like uh used and stuff and i was like i know like i I like the patterns but i wish i could find another track and basically i had like eight weeks and uh and like on top of that like this is a modern battling thing but um with uh sega like i actually produced the beat as well right yes I had to oh, yeah. use the beats from scratch and like make the routine. It was just like, like literally, I think at that point, like the only thing I had, I had that, like the Sega, like tone thing on a keyboard and I had like a drum beat and it was just like, not even a routine. It was just a random thing I was playing with, but I had two months and I was like, this is the only thing that has some sort of potential and but and i finished it like two weeks before the final but it's like yeah like it's basically like i i right until i sent it to dopey and d scratch too i think said something similar and it's basically like like in i was like oh my routine's done i'm good and stuff and then they give me like that dreaded feedback that you never want to hear where you're like you're like you think you're done for making your routine and it's just like reps time and they're like nah it's like it's not there yet and then you're just like oh my god like now that's the worst feedback to hear too is like is like literally like you have to make something new that is like there's no other you know it's just not good enough it's not like oh take this and tweak it and change it or something it's like oh you actually haven't came up with something good enough yet <laughs> Dude, that uh, that Sega routine. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I think ID was saying about how Vect, you know, is the perfect intersection of like old school, you know, OG turntablists respecting your craft, but also the next generation that are all like internet nerds. Like they also find <laughs> they can identify with it. Like that Sega routine, I have showed to like nine year old kids that don't know anything about anything on this planet. And they're like, whoa, that's so cool. Mom, I want to do that. Can you buy me a Boom shakalaka. But, but also, also, nostalgia is real. That same year, that Vect won. And this is what DJ, the up-and-coming DJs really, really have to understand. It's not about the titles. It's not about the championships or anything like that. That was the year that Vect became a legend. And why? <laughs> because Legendary. it's routine. Oh, you know Vect? Yeah, I know that Sega routine, you know? Uh, you yeah. want you as a DJ to be, as a turntable, to be associated with a body of work and a routine. And yes. you can be a five-time U.S. champion. If no one re- remembers your routines, then you're just going to come and go, you know? And the routines, you know, really stand the test of time. And I, I think if, with the practice room or whatever it is, if you go in and just be like, okay, you can have a six-minute set, but that 90 seconds, like, I want everyone to, at the very least, at the very least, that 90 seconds, this routine, I want people to remember this. And it's like, so you'll go up there with a 
A-Track, Get Your Freak On, Vect with the Sega, you know, um, and so on and so on and so on. So I, th I think that's, that's going back to the, the ID with the Holy Grail. Hmm? ID with the Holy Grail. Holy Grail. <laughs> Holy Grail. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Real quick, guys, I hate to interrupt this conversation, but we're almost done with this episode. Uh, but first, we have to do one more segment before we close out the show. We do have students tuning in to this podcast, so we always like to teach them a few tips and tricks to this DJ game. So we're going to end off the show with DJ Sean J's Tech Technical So take it away, Sean. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this week I'm going to be uh, going over different ways that you can organize your file metadata in your Serato library as well as a tool Ooh. and some techniques you can use outside of your Serato library. So for those of you listening on the audio-only version of this after the fact, of course, you can check out the video version of this. I'm going to do a quick screen share over on my side. That way you all can see my screen but I'm gonna be using my Serato library as the example of what you can do to uh, change the way that you organize things in the context of DMC. So let's take a look at this right here. Can everybody see my screen all right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. all right. So we've got this crate right here. I've got a bunch of songs on my Serato library and these are songs that are organized only by the album column. So you see all these column headings across the top. We're familiar with BPM or beats per minute that we use as DJs to organize things from slowest to fastest or whatever organizational structure you want to start with. But all of these songs just happen to be songs that don't have any other helpful tags for me. And in the heat of a battle, in the moment of a DJ set, regardless of the context, what is important is shaving off those little seconds of getting from song to song or routine to routine. So as you're looking at your tracks, you can use these headings to add in information about songs that you want to access quickly. For example, uh, I know that this first song on this list called Last Goodbye is a drum and bass song. So I can go in here and type in the comment section by double clicking, you get the little cursor icon, D and B. So if I wanted to search for that really, really quickly, I can go up to the search bar, type in D and B, and then only that song will come up. So, Dave and Busters. D and B, Dave and Busters, drum and bass, whatever works for you. So this is where this gets really useful. Inside of Serata, you can do a lot of other things while you're selecting multiple tracks. I know that this song and this song and this song are all hip hop songs. So if I select all these in a group, I can go over to my genre tag and I created my own tags. That way I can quickly search for things and not have to remember the name of the song. I just need to know these are all within the same genre. They might work together well in the same set. So I type in period as the note to myself that this is something I put in the metadata of this song myself. HH for hip hop, enter, gives you the prompt. Do you want to edit three songs at once? Really quick, really, really simple. So you can edit things in Serato. You can use any information in any of these columns to organize your songs or quickly search. If I want to find my hip hop songs, type period HH and I just get those three. I can go through and keep it moving real quickly, save off those seconds. Now, let's Wait. say if I jump to this next crate down, let's say I've got these same songs and I ripped them from vinyl. So as I name the files is how they're going to show up in my Serato library. Now, this, if I alt-tab over, this app here, Meta, is another really, really helpful tool that I use in these specific situations. I'm going to click and drag these tracks so they show up in Meta. And Meta is a program that allows you to do the same kind of bulk editing that you can do in Serato, except you've got the ability to automate some of this stuff. Hmm. Because the file names have the only information that I can use, I don't want to have to type in the edits in the file name. So I'm going to use this feature right here, and Meta has a lot of other additional features, but convert to tags saves me a lot of time. I hit convert to tags, I get this pop-up window that says, look at the file name, take the first section as the artist, put a space, that little dash is the separator, the second uh, set of words after the dash is the track title, hit convert, all that stuff is there for you. And so now Whoa. if I go back to Serato, I can rescan re these ID3 tags right. and everything's updated. So Whoa. you can do the same thing 
in Serato or out of Serato, I personally like to use Meta when I'm doing a lot of bulk editing because I can go through those same processes much, much faster. And that's the tech, tech, tech tip for the week. Inside of Serato, outside of Serato, you can do a lot of automation, a lot of stuff really quickly. And your imagination is basically the only limit you got to work with. So Awesome, man. Power up, bro. That was fun. day for the tech tip of the week. Bro. There you go. Thank you. That's going to do it for us for now for part one of this episode. Uh, we'll be back next week with part two along with the same group of guys here on this panel next Monday at 9 p.m. East Coast time and continue the conversation with them about the upcoming DMC battle season and possibly the future of DJ battles in light of, of it now being online and possibly live streaming. But uh, we had so much fun with last week's uh, unpopular opinion segment, so we decided to do another edition of it for next Monday. So don't miss out on that. If you missed, if you missed the show, you can watch the replay of any of our past shows on Facebook.com/slash/BeatRefinery or YouTube.com/slash/BeatRefinery. If you prefer to listen to the audio side of things, this episode will be uploaded this Thursday to Apple, Spotify, Mixcloud, wherever you consume and listen to all things podcasts. So be sure to subscribe, comment, rate us. We always appreciate the love and support from all of you guys. Again, this show is brought to you by Beat Refinery DJ School at Bach to Rock. Learn how to make scratch and make music by visiting bach2rock.com. Again, we have school locations across the country. Uh, thank you once again to everybody for tuning in and for supporting us with this show. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Everybody say peace. peace. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah.